0: Ding, 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 ding. Welcome back to the Jen and Jolene Podcast. Yeah. Uh, Where we talk about the Jenna Julian things, amongst the other things. This episode of the Jenna Julian Podcast is brought to you by Credit Karma. Right now, guys, check your credit score for free and get on your way to improving your credit score. With Credit Karma, text Jenna Julian to 89800 to download the free app. You guys will not regret it. It is the best way to monitor your credit score. And
1: don't pay for your credit credit score. We can get it for free.
0: Don't pay for it. Don't.
1: Good addition, Um, Jenna. Thank you. I'm proud of myself. Open
0: your mouth. Like this? Oh, you're good. There's oh, Some in your teeth. In my teeth. I was gonna fix it. Not like you oh, guys are you sweet? could see you were a bit far. Uh, I would like to note that Jenna casually brought marbles in <laughs> and thought I wouldn't notice. I
1: snuck them in.
0: Like it was a movie and it was he marbles as a snack.
1: Well, I was just eating and and he was just sitting and staring at me like and I was just trying to eat real fast so that we could come in and podcast. And I was like, all right, little bug, maybe I'll just sneak you in there and Julian won't notice. But you you I can't like, even see him. I looked right at now, and him and, and Jenna looked hear. at me
0: like. What? (laughs) Very cute.
1: I just wanted to sneak my little guy in. I feel like he deserves some alone time sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, he needs some marble time, that's for sure. He gets kind of sad if he doesn't have it.
1: He literally just wants to sit on my lap all day. So, I mean, I can accommodate that at times.
0: I mean, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a little guy. He (laughs) needs, he needs alone time.
1: Kermit is just sitting in the living room on crying. the b bag chair, crying. No, he's bro- not crying.
0: Broken ass tail. No,
1: he's, yeah, with his broken tail, but he's, no, he's just not sitting there chilling. He's pouting. Alone. Yeah, he doesn't like when we podcast. Yeah.
0: None of the dogs like when we come in here and podcast.
1: Although I will note that at least they stopped that thing where they scratch at the door for yeah, an hour.
0: That was not fun. You guys remember that. <laughs> at least also before we had a podcast room, you guys remember when Oh my
1: god. all hell
0: would be breaking loose while we were podcasting. Peaches would be bark Peach would be barking, uh Kermit would be fucking clawing cr- at Jenna. There's a podcast That's The one so we bad. did as Billy Ray and and Sarah Palin, Kermit's like right here the whole time yeah, scratching I know. at you. Uh, so at least we have it sort of set up now. Yeah. Uh, today we wanted to cover something that uh, we are a few weeks removed from, uh, and that is the Ronda Rousey Holly Holm fight. We uh, left town. We first of all, the weekend that that fight happened, we had already recorded our podcast for the mm-hmm. next week, and then we went out of town. So we've had kind of a couple weeks to marinate and um, not talk about it, so we can now talk about it. Uh, we have to,
1: about we it. have to talk
0: about. it. We have to talk about it. We. We've done a few dedicated UFC podcasts when we felt it was right, and I feel like this is absolutely one of those times. So this is going to be a UFC-dedicated podcast, MMA-dedicated podcast. So if you guys aren't interested in that, you can click on Away right now so we don't waste your time. But, um,
1: waste it. I want to waste your time.
0: <laughs> I don't want to waste
1: your I time. I'm kidding. She wants to waste your time. I kid. I, I uh, joke.
0: For those who don't know, UFC 193... Between uh, Ronda Rousey, who was previously the bantamweight female champion of the UFC, undefeated, one thirty-five, unparalleled, thought to be the best female fighter on earth by far, judo uh, Olympian, judo bronze medalist Olympian, not just Olympian medalist, um, she had wrecked through the entire division so much so that everyone, including myself, thought it was going to be a while till any real competition happened, and then Holly Holm, who is a Former professional boxer and kickboxer came in huge underdog and knocked Rousey out with ease. Like she battered her and then knocked her out. Uh, and I would I would say it's it's pretty safe to say that kind of took everyone by surprise. Uh, the internet was feeling all types of ways. Uh, and that we I kind of wanted to cover that part of it too. Just you know the fight itself obviously, but the aftermath both on their end, uh, the fans end. And moving forward, what it's going to be like, which I think is is um, it's a very interesting situation. It is, to say the least. I think um, moving
1: backwards, just off the top, yeah. The first time that I saw a Holly Holm fight, we were in Austin, Texas. We right.
0: were we were in a hotel. We were in a hotel room in Austin. It was yeah. like two years ago. Two years ago, more than two years ago, and more than um, two years ago. <laughs> you know, we're ordering room service, and naturally, like I find the local MMA fight that's on TV at because you have like five channels, and we found. I don't even remember it was like X-Fights or some really small either. promotion. It, I'll have to look on Holmes' um record on Sherdog but it was one of her really small promotion fights and I remember um Efrain Escudero was fighting on that card too. That's what. Anyway, uh, home was fighting, and uh, we were watching her. and we We're like, oh, you know, like she's pretty solid on her feet. Like if she kind of developed a little bit and got stronger, she'd be a great Rousey matchup.
1: I well, that was not my reaction. Well, it was my reaction because your reaction was sort of like, oh, you know, that you said that exactly to me. Like if she, you know, works really hard, maybe that would be a good matchup. Yeah,
0: like I didn't think she was there yet.
1: Of course not. Yeah. But I was sort of looking at her like. Bitch, you drunk? Like no, like no way, just yeah. no. But I mean, overall, we were both sort of relatively underwhelmed with the idea that she could fight somebody and defeat someone like Ronda Rousey. I think,
0: I think absolutely. I and I under, think
1: I, I just remember feeling very underwhelmed. No, and I think I think
0: the biggest reason for that was, was just all boxing. A lot of well, it's not only that, but like a lot of Holmes fights leading up to Rousey, she is technically great. Hmm. Like when she hits the pads, the mitts, the the bag, or she's fighting someone who's a can. And she's you know technically good. Her kicks look sharp. Her footwork's really nice. Technically, you look at her and you're like, on paper, you're a great fighter. You could be one of the best in the UFC. But that it goes beyond that because then you look at how her punches impact people. And she, I, for a while, kind of thought she had pillow fists, which mean her punches would land, but it wouldn't really hurt people that much. It wouldn't damage them. Mm. She had great technical abilities, but there was not a lot of oomph behind her strikes. Um, I have obvious, pillow fists. <laughs> the pillow fists. Like I a, have
1: killer pillow fists.
0: But I mean, uh, that wasn't to say that she couldn't improve. I always thought there was room for her to improve, and you know she did. And obviously when she goes in against someone like Rousey, in your mind when you play that matchup in your head, you're like, well, Rousey's so intense, she's going to come at you, she's going to grab you, push you against the fence, and she's going to toss you. Like, (laughs) and that all happened so fast in every one of Rousey's fights that you're like, home is just, she, I just feel like athletically, it doesn't feel like she can handle that. But we were so wrong. We were so wrong. Like, she came in and did the, Best job in the world of keeping the distance, which is what a striker needs to do against a grappler. Kept the distance and just picked her apart. Like Rousey had said, like, it, you know, there's a recent ESPN interview that came out with Rousey. Like I this did week. not know.
1: No, in, I the, in,
0: in the interview, it. she was like, I was out on my feet from the first strike. Like, I was just trying to survive. Rousey said that. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Jenna was... Like, like the rest of the internet, just mind-blown when that happened. She was screaming. We were no, watching I, it. I she was, screaming was like cause crazy. I
1: wasn't... Okay, let me clarify what that means because I am a fan of Ronda no, Rousey. No, you weren't cheering. You were like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my
0: God. It was just an yeah, oh, yeah. my God no, moment. I'm, yeah. I'm a,
1: I'm, I'm a fan of Ronda Rousey. I... As a former athlete, we're both athletes, it's incredible whether this person, you like them or not, it is incredible to watch someone excel at that level in a, in any form of athletics. It's just like it's a pleasure to watch. It's incredible to be yeah. in the presence of someone that is that elite. Yeah, And so I am a fan of hers for that. Some of the, the stuff that she says and some of her personal beliefs, I'm not sure I 100% agree with. Fair enough, like, she's very polarizing. You can, you can say whatever the fuck you want and do whatever the fuck you want, as long as you work hard and do your job, which she does better than anybody else yeah. ever. Yeah. And um, I, I, I expected Ronda to win the fight, only because, in my mind, it was hard for me to imagine her not being able to get Holly home at a point where she could judo tosser to the fucking ground. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, all right, you know, Holly's got to... If you're a boxer and a kickboxer and you're on your fucking back, you're about to get your arm broken. Yeah. So that that was my anticipation. But I think I speak for a lot of people. When you see someone who is that great, it doesn't really matter what's happening. If, it, if they're starting to fucking get flustered and fucked, like, that is... Like, some of the most exciting things that you can watch. Yeah. Whether or not you like Ronda or don't, or you're a fan or you're not, it was incredibly exciting. I would put it in my top five favorite fights that I've ever watched. Easily.
0: There's always that saying that goes, um, everyone has a plan until they get punched, you know? Yeah. Rousey got punched. I
1: I was. You told me to like literally sit down and shut up like multiple times because I was like standing on the couch screaming like, (laughs) "Are you fucking kidding? This is fucking unbelievable!" We were trying to like
0: take it in. We were trying to just like absorb what was going on.
1: But you can vouch that I was living. Yeah, you're losing your
0: mind. Yeah, so.
1: Like, hyped and excited. I couldn't control my body. Yeah, like, no.
0: It was it was absolutely... I felt
1: like my hands were going numb. Mania. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to watch that, and I was... Taken aback because the last time that I like really paid attention <clears throat> to Holly Holm was, you know, two, three years ago mm. when we her fighting in Austin and she was just sort of boxing this person and I was relatively underwhelmed. So I was so like my whole world and mind was like, this is so fucking exciting. Uh, I'm just in this for the sport. Like I love the sport, and yeah. this is like moments like that, fights like that, is like what you fucking live for.
0: It's <laughs> you know? and it's it, you know I I've followed Rousey for many years. I've yeah. followed her long before she was in the UFC. You know, and I interviewed her a couple times, and I've just I've been following her, and it's a very interesting you know route the way she's built this path and become the most famous fighter the UFC has ever had I'm fair I'm fairly certain I could say that right now Mm. like they invested so much in her and they still are you know obviously she lost it sucks but you know for her and everything uh but the UFC believes in her more than I felt I've ever seen before um and and studying her and like watching her fight so many times I you know as every other MMA fan who knows what they're watching you 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 understand a fighter and you understand what can beat them whether it's just a concept or it's an actual fighter that you think is a good match, like for me, I never knew of a single fighter that was a good match for her. Even mm. Chris Cyborg, I always thought the best. <laughs> well, here's the thing: I always thought the best, oh, the I just, best. I
1: can't, I can I don't want to interrupt you, but I keep thinking about those old conversations where we would just die laughing at the idea of Chris Cyborg fighting her and how Dana White that one soundbite of him being like, "Chris Cyborg said she will die if she yeah. drops to no, 135." The, yeah, absolutely. Keep going. It's not a good um, match. No one. you never thought a good match. Yeah. Part.
0: But in my mind I thought, okay, to beat Ronda Rousey, someone needs to have incredibly technical hands and kicks and they need number one out of everything is to have the skill and the athleticism to keep distance the entire fight. Keep the distance from Rousey mm. so they can attack from the outside. Now, I never thought Holly Holm was that girl to do that. I thought there was going to be someone else come along. But and, and like even when you when you propose a fight like like Cyborg, everyone's like, "Oh, Cyborg Rousey, it's going to be the greatest. Make it happen." And I, I've never thought that was an intriguing fight just because the Cyborg's going to. Blitzkrieg Rousey with her giant, crazy powerful punches and strikes. And that's what Rousey wants. She wants you to draw into her game so she right. can toss you. Like that's, what she
1: did to Batch Goheye.
0: Yes, exactly. You, you get someone riled up. You get them wanting to knock you out so bad. Katangano
1: that they, did that too, right? Did,
0: mm-hmm. Katangano yeah. did it right away. Right. So, you know, I never thought Cyborg was as intriguing as the the possibility of someone who could do what Holm actually did. And she did it. And that's like a crazy thing for me to see. Um, you know, I feel I feel mixed about it because I've, you know, I've watched her for so long and she she really got fucked up. You know, she, she in the interview this week, she was like, I can't even eat an apple for three something weeks. I don't know how I'm going to fucking take damage and practice and tra-. like she's fucked up. What,
1: her face? What do you mean? She like, can't she got eat hit in the jaw. Apple. No,
0: she can't eat an apple. Okay. She got beat up so bad. Like, her so jaws, her jaws met, hurt. Yeah. Okay. Like, basically, she's just really, really of. She can eat soft stuff. Of,
1: she's all right. she's point, all right. The point it's part is part of your job. The point to get your is, face the
0: is the in. fall okay. from grace, which is so she was so high and now she is so low. Yeah. And I think that transition is something that will define you.
1: Well, knowing Rhonda, I don't know her personally, but knowing how much she's put out there about how hard she works for and how much she wants this in her life. Yeah. I cannot imagine her taking her first loss and being like, Oh, you know, I guess I'm just gonna fucking go on with life. Like she's gonna come back
0: and just Absolutely, but it's not the
1: scariest person that's ever existed.
0: But you understand (laughs) that like that like a loss the way she lost after how high she was riding, it's not just her first loss. Like this is so much more than one loss or mm-hmm. her first loss. It's like it it f- really, really got underneath of her skin and devastated every part of her. Mm-hmm. So she's got to build her way back up to just to just zero to start training and f- preparing for fight. And then she's got to you know block out the fact that she got whooped. You know, and lost her title the way she did. So she can slowly get back up. Because, you know, this is the type of fight where I feel like an athlete of Rousey's caliber could lose and then never be the same. Because mentally you can't come back from that. I'm not yeah. saying you can't, but I that you know with that. it's a big possibility that someone cannot come back from that. It really I does think Rousey happen. could, but it's it's definitely a career defining moment. Agreed. Um Yeah, I mean it's gonna be very interesting to see the the rematch. Obviously Dana White's a, a big proponent of the rematch. Um. Yeah,
1: well, let's talk about some of the reactions of people. Because I know immediately after, this is not my reaction or anyone on Twitter's reaction, this was Misha Tate's reaction, who was hosting a watching party at, like, a gentleman's club in Vegas. Hmm. And she got on the mic and was like, all right, everybody knows she got her fucking ass beats about time. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm the next in line for that fight. Something to that extent, along with some expletives in a strip club. But, um, It's... It's not. This is sort of... We talked about this. You're like, no, it's good news for everyone because now she's been beaten. So, you know... There's competition. Right. But I was like, well, it's bad news for someone like Misha Tate who, you know, otherwise maybe would have had a rematch. But now there's Holm and Rousey that need to have a rematch. But
0: but I always thought that Misha Tate, after losing twice to Rousey, why would she want a rematch with Rousey? She just wants a rematch with the title. This should be good for her. Mm. Now she can fight for the title and Mm. have it not be against Rousey.
1: Right. No, I agree. But I'm I'm saying, like, in theory, though, people now have to... To wait for like oh, yeah. a, a it throws a wrench
0: in everyone's plans
1: between home absolutely. and Rousey. No, so absolutely. It, it's it's not the best, but yeah. it, at the same time it's great. Absolutely. For everybody. It's it's not the greatest in the short term, but in the long term it is great
0: for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time.
1: But uh people's reactions on Twitter ranged from everything of like Oh my God, I'm so devastated. Uh, you know, Ronda Rousey's my favorite person in the world. Yeah. To people being like, oh, she deserved it because she talks shit and she's too cocky.
0: Yeah, and I had something to say about that, that too.
1: hates that shit. Well, I don't like it either, really. I mean I, not at all. You
0: know, okay, so here's the thing. Oh, and and this is this is really just me trying to do my best at explaining something that is not an easy concept to understand. It took me a while to understand it as an MMA fan, and it's something that a lot of people a lot of people still don't quite, quite get. And that is fighters need to sell fights. <laughs> it and is a they're business. paid in proportionate in proportion to how many pay-per-views are sold. So, if you're a fighter, okay, and you're fighting someone And you have no animosity towards that person personally. You just know you have to fight them to get paid. You benefit from creating hype, drama, whatever it is, you know, creating some sort of animosity so people can believe it's a good story, that you're fighting someone you don't like, or they said something that offended you personally, whatever it is. Think about every big fight ever in anything, boxing, MMA. There's, you know, the biggest fights in the world have had buildup that have sold the fights. They've made the fights legendary. They've made them live on forever. Think about Chael Sonnen. He is the master of it. McGregor is another True. brilliant guy at it. McGregor is like Everybody Muhammad Ali. McGregor <laughs> is. I would. Re- I would relate McGregor John to Cena. Muhammad Ali do, in the do, way. Do, do, do. In right. the way he sells a fight. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. Like, I, well, people don't, they choose not to see that because, you know, they see the WWE, they see professional wrestling, and they're like, I get that that's a show. I know that's a show. Yeah, I'm and there's a, a fine show. line. Right. Yeah. People forget that, yes, you are watching a real sport. Yes, you are so, watching real athletes, yeah. but you are also still watching s- entertainment. Yeah. No, it's an entertainment. And it's a business yeah. that needs so, to make money. And so, but, yeah, I don't like, I just,
0: I just want to okay, like a finish the, no, I'm not trying to cut you off. No, no. Um, so what I'm saying is like what, Rousey is was was great at that, you know. She wasn't great at first, but as she got better, she got higher up on the totem pole of literally the world, not just MMA, the entire kind of media of the world. You know, people were recognizing her. She had millions of followers, like she was in movies. She got better at promoting fights. Maybe to the point where she kind of turned a lot of people off, but you understand that that's still doing her job. She's still promoting the fight. If she, if Rousey does something like Pushes someone at a press conference or says something like she did on Instagram with uh, home or whatever, and it bugs you. You're gonna want to fucking go pay and watch that fight on Saturday to watch her get her ass kicked right. because she got you know she got you riled up. Yeah, it's, and I feel it's like
1: unfortunately the reality it's, of business. It's the, the business. reality, and you're, you made such a good
0: is. point when you said it's an entertainment business before anything. Yes, it's a sport, but the entire business is based on entertainment. It's right. pay per view for Christ's sake, like it's entertainment. Um, and so when Rousey was really kind of off putting to a lot of people leading up to Holly Home saying a bunch of shit and then they're like oh she deserved it she was a you know a bitch at Wayne's and all this like dude she she sold so many fucking pay-per-views mm-hmm. you have no idea yes she got her ass kicked but they got paid mm-hmm. you know th- like that's one thing that i i have frustration with, with like when i go on twitter and i see i'm glad Rousey got her bell rung mm-hmm. like you can be glad that you you know you don't like her and you're glad she lost but don't say she deserved it no one deserves to get beat up you know, no one deserves to get hurt. She was clearly hurt. She was, it was down, and people were kicking her, and that uh, that kind of hit me the wrong way because that's something that people don't get. It's that Rousey's not a bad person. She right. may she may do things you don't agree with, but she's not like a person who pushes people. All the time. She's selling a fight. You know what I mean? Right. She's doing her job. That was that's my gripe. Thank you for letting me kind of get on my soapbox about that.
1: No, I agree hundred percent. And you know, the people that are saying that are just like. Uh just just fucking open your brain for yep. like three seconds, God. <laughs> That's how I
0: feel. Yeah, and you know what when you sell a fight like that, you get paid. Like Rousey got paid. She lost, but she got paid. And you better believe she went home and went on her credit karma app and was like this Oh looks my god, good.
1: Julie. This
0: looks good. I can open some credit cards, I can get my credit score up. Oh, and you can really. too now. You can go get the credit karma app by texting Jenna Julian to 89800 right now. Get a free app from Credit Karma. You will have Home Affordability Calculator. You will have Debt Repayment Calculators. You will have all the tools, notifications, guidelines to help you raise your credit score. And it's going to be all for free. Like there are so many countless websites out there that try to bait you in with credit card fees and things that you have Seriously. to pay to get your own credit score. And as much like not fun as it is to like manage your credit score, it is so important because that stays with you your child, whole okay? life.
1: It's your first child,
0: <laughs> and it's so hard to improve, but it's easy to fuck up. Sure. So credit karma is there to help you for free. Just Don't think wait about till that. It's too
1: late. There's Go check it now. There's
0: literally no reason you're not downloading the credit karma app while you listen to this because a it's free. So, if you don't like it, whatever. But B, you, all you have to do is gain. You have to gain True. the tools to improve your credit score, have an accurate reading on your credit score, and do it all for free. Text Jenna Julian at 89800 right now. Get the free app. Thanks, Credit Karma, for sponsoring us. Thank you,
1: Credit Karma. And I was going to say before we took a, a break there for a second no. um, I don't know this for sure. I'm just. Creating a, an idea for a second that I imagine if you're Ronda Rousey, and you know, not that long ago, Dana White said there will never be women in the UFC, and now there are, and now they're headlining fights. I imagine that whatever pressure, you know, uh, John Jones or somebody fucking DC they feel to promote fights and push fights. Imagine what it's like to be Ronda Rousey. That's a
0: fucking great the, point. The
1: burden on her shoulders to not only be the best, stay the best, but to prove that Dana should keep giving her these headlining fights when she cleared out the division. Like people at some point, obviously, have gotten to where you're like, "I don't." Is it worth watching this if she's just going to keep winning? I already know what's going to happen, and. Her relentlessly saying I'm willing to let people hate me and not like me and all of that in order to do what's right for my career and what's right for the sport and respect this as a business. This is how people earn their livelihood and I have to play the game. You know,
0: I only imagine
1: that the pressure on her to promote fights and to remain at her best all the time is crushing.
0: The pressure on Ronda Rousey is something that no UFC fighter has gone through. Just, they, nothing has, has been the same. Um, and you made an absolutely incredible point. Selling fights for Rousey is even more life or death than any other fighter in the UFC, even the big time ones, because she's selling an entire sport for the women. Right. She's representing the gender in the UFC. She was the first, you know, fight or you know, we were there.
1: Liz Carmouche, girl it was really February of 2012. I was living on that fight we too, were in Liz Anaheim. Liz had her like in a standing fucking choke. She had oh her back,
0: God. Rousey stood up. <laughs> uh Carmouche had a had a figure four body lock and she was going for the rear naked and oh, she was, was kind of cranking her neck and it, it looked amazing. like she could have finished and then Rousey dumped her, but it I was it Liz was a Karmouche. crazy fight. Um I think it was February 2012. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or 13, I can't, remember. I think it might have been 13. Either way, Whatever. Uh, we were there for it. Rousey has been the pioneer for women in MMA, and she continues to be. You know, the reason Holly Holm even has the title right now, not just because she beat Rousey, but is because of Rousey. Right. You know, Rousey was huge, huge proponent in that. So keep that in mind when you're like, why is she trying to sell a fight so hard? Well, that's why. Yeah, because not too like long ago, Dana Club White, Rhonda, your boss, was, was, telling, was telling was yeah. telling the world, no women in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to touch on moving forward, because I have some thoughts.
1: Well, I want to point out that the first thing that I noticed was everyone was like, well, oh, Holly Holmes on steroids, clearly. Test her.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's natural. I mean, that's no pun intended. I saw, but that's like, natural for to happen <laughs> after a big fight like that and an upset, yeah. for sure.
1: Um, I saw a very long—I don't know why I watched so much of it, but, like, immediately I after— watched, I
0: saw that. You did?
1: You watched it? No, you were, you it? were okay, showing okay. it. I remember that, yeah. I found on YouTube— A guy claiming that Holly Holmes, like, clearly is on steroids, uh... And a lot of the majority of the video is just a zoomed-in picture of her bikini bottom, like of her vagina, basically. And him and being he's like, like analyzing. This it. is like a, she has a larger clitoris mm-hmm. here. You can see from years of anabolic steroid. Well, that clearly is ladies. a medical professional, to so all all we have you, to, listen, yeah, to yeah. listen to that. Yeah. To all of you ladies out there, this is permanent. So if you if you want to be good at sports <sighs> right. and stuff, you can't use steroids because it will dramatically alter the shape and size of.
0: I bet you didn't think you were going to hear that sentence. It was today. just
1: like that. <laughs> no,
0: it's it's that's exactly that what. it's guy guy's dedicated though. Um, I don't really need to go into my thoughts on steroid use in sports because it's it's pointless. Um, it's not going to do me any favors. Agreed. Uh, but but um, and I'm also not going to sit here and say I know for a fact that Holly's clean. Because I don't know that. Nobody knows that except for Holly. Uh, But moving forward, that's that's true. And I'm glad you pointed that out, that right after she won in such amazing fashion, people were like, oh, well, she juiced up. Um, But I wanted to talk about – can we move forward? Okay. I wanted to talk about Rousey moving forward, like what she should be doing in my opinion moving forward. I, for a long time, am in a party of I'd say a decent amount of people who thought she was with the wrong camp. Edmund Tarverdian Mm -hmm. is her coach, Um, and and she's claimed this week that she's going to stick with him and and whatever. Um, I think that's a bad camp for her just because the reason Edmund Tarverdian is in any way successful, if you even want to call him that, is because of Ronda Rousey. Now, when you look at a fighter-coach relationship, that should never be the relationship. The relationship should be a fighter seeks out a coach or has a coach seek them out because they are a proven professional who is bred other professionals to succeed in that sport before. Edmund Tarverdian is not that guy. Greg Jackson is that guy. Other people are, you know, other giant, really popular coaches around the United States and the world, they are that guy. I was
1: going to ask you where do you think she should go because I was going to say Greg Jackson. She
0: can't. Holly Holm is with Greg Jackson. Um, but there's plenty – there's so many other camps out there with reputable well, yeah. coaching that have bred champion but, after champion. And Edmund Tarverdian is someone who has come up yikes. so short on teaching Ronda Rousey the stand-up she needs to be taught and, and perfecting her on her feet. Because yikes. I love Joe Rogan to death, but you know, for a while he was he was high on Ronda Rousey's stand-up game. And I, I never understood that. You know, I understand he's a big fan of her and she got by with the stand-up, but she has never had advanced stand-up. And she needs advanced stand-up. She needs to improve her footwork, her strikes. Like, everything that involves striking on your feet, you need to get better at. And you can't do it with Edmund Tarverdian. That's just my opinion, okay? Mm -hmm. If, for whatever reason, anyone who we're talking about is watching this podcast, I'm just a fan, all right? I'm talking about what I think. And I I genuinely think that, you know, and I'm not the first person to say it. You remember when Ronda Rousey's mom went public about Edmund? Absolutely. He's not the greatest guy and he's clearly come up short in this in this coaching aspect. And obviously, you know, she loses a big fight and then I come here and I'm and everyone's like, you know, get a new coach. It sounds like, you know, you're dumping your coach, it's like fair-weathered fan kind of shit. No, that's not it. Like I've thought this for a while even when she was winning. Hmm.
1: Do you well, okay, a couple things. Let me just gather my
0: thoughts. Sorry, that once. was a lot. I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're you're good. I I just need to make my thoughts happen. Um, I want to just draw a parallel really quickly to what you said to any other sport yeah. basically imagine let 's let 's take baseball or softball, which we 're both familiar with. Yeah. imagine that you 're a really great player as you know a young adult okay. and then you know you make it to the show, and you all of a sudden want the the coach of the Red Sox to be your coach different because it 's a team sport, but what we 're talking about is as essentially the person that taught you when you were coming up and then you got really good now this person should be your coach forever I'm which I'm, I disagree with. I'm a firm you know? believer I'm
0: a firm. A, be- across
1: the board in all athletics, I think what what my dad was my coach for a long time and when I was a you know young girl, he basically looked at me in the face and was like, I can't be your coach anymore. And I was okay. like, why, dad? And he goes, Because you need a real coach.
0: Yeah. Okay, no, I hear your points. You make good points.
1: Oh no, I'm not disagreeing. I, with no, her. no, no.
0: This is good. I'm in the I'm in the school of thought that however good Ronda Rousey was in her first whatever seven UFC fights, mm-hmm. She could have been better with any other coach. Mm. Okay? So you can't go and say Edmund Tarverdian is the reason she got her come up or mm. he taught her any, anything. She was an Olympic medalist in judo, okay? You take that. She was already an MMA fighter. She went to the Glendale Fight Club with Edmund Tarverdian, and she started winning because she's Ronda goddamn Rousey, okay? She's incredibly skilled. She's a great fighter, and she felt comfortable there. And I'm not, I'm not anyone to say that's a bad thing. All I'm saying is that... It was a big glass ceiling. Like, she could have gone way, way higher and still can with different coaching. It's mm. been, like, I'm sorry. Anyone who knows anything about MMA, kickboxing, striking, and you watch Ronda Rousey in in, in striking practice or sparring or, or shadow boxing, like, it's just apparent she doesn't have the advanced skills that could have been taught to her at a camp where that coaching was available. Okay, and now I want to address the baseball thing because we said this earlier. MMA is... It's very different from other sports yeah. for a lot of reasons. One of the biggest reasons is just kind of the unregulated training, mm-hmm. which I think will change soon because of all the injuries. I think Daniel White's going to put his foot down and start to control the camps just so injuries don't happen. Because right now, it's like he hires a UFC fighter, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to book you for a fight in May. Then he's like, see you in May. Like, do whatever you do. Like, I, there's no regulation. They, they go to whatever camp they're comfortable. They train however much they want. And then they come fight. And I think when it comes to, like, MMA, Ronda, like, she was free to, she wasn't signed to one team. She could go anywhere. And even if she was signed to one team, she could just leave that team. They don't sign contracts. I mean, at least I don't know that they do. Um, But it's not like you're signed with the Red Sox and then you want a coach or a coach from the Reds. Like, you're not signed anywhere. You're literally free to train throughout the week and weekend, however or wherever you want. You just need to make the connection and do it. So in 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 essence, Rousey can and could have always gone elsewhere.
1: Yeah. My next question for you is: I imagine that if you're Ronda Rousey, yep. she strikes me as an incredibly loyal person.
0: You loyal. You smart. You loyal. Another one. <laughs> Sorry.
1: I have so much jewelry, and it's not even about the jewelry. the jewelry. Sound it's appropriate. <laughs> this message was brought to you by DJ Khaled. 305 on <laughs> Snapchat. Um, she strikes me as a very loyal person. I have to imagine that she feels like she should, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Up until this point. Uh, Working with her coach clearly works for her. And, you know, I think you make really valid points that I'm sure other people feel the same way or have Mm -hmm. even expressed to her, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Do you think it would be more damaging to her at this point in her career and her life, given that she just lost her first fight, uh, to switch coaches? Because that is not a, a light, easy thing to do. And do you think that she personally would be able to sit with the decision that she's putting her career over any personal ties that she has with women. I I have to imagine that that coach would feel very slighted if now after her first loss, she was like, fuck this, I'm out, new coach.
0: Here's the problem.
1: I think there's a lot but there's a lot of gray area there of like feelings and personal relationships absolutely, and absolutely. loyalty and your career and your life you know, and your mental capacity for change. No, at it's this a good it's a
0: good it's a good question. Do you and think
1: it would help her or hurt her well, in what ways in for short, switching coaches? Okay.
0: Well, in short my answer is 100% help her. Mm. Okay? In long it, it's very difficult f- for you to separate personal and business especially in a sport when you you know, you bleed and sweat with people every single day. You create a bond, even with a coach, that you they're like your dad. Yeah, you know? I've said
1: this all the time. They've surveyed kids. Who are who are the most important people in your life? God, mom, dad,
0: coach. Absolutely. Okay? I'm not, not trying to discount that. It's hard to separate that. But at a certain point, Rousey, you know, I, I'm sure anyone, I'm not saying Rousey specifically, but anyone who's had a meteoric rise to fame you've weeded out people in your life that's just how it goes like Mm. you weed out people you meet new people you kind of change your circle right now is a moment for rousey where as much as she's got this bond with her coach she needs to look past that and think logically and i know i know she's a very prideful and loyal person and i respect her one million percent but i do think it would benefit her greatly for her to look a little bit, just even just hypothetically, look a little bit beyond the relationship and the personal aspect of Edmund and her, and you know, think to, you know, think one day, just go home with Mochi and just hang out and be like, hey, oh, no. oh, what was Edmund doing before I, I was fighting? Okay. Nothing important. No, 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 (laughs) the answer is nothing. The answer is nothing. Like, do you know? No, because nothing. He wasn't doing it. He wasn't making waves. He wasn't a guy coaching people who were, you know, like champions. The bottom line is there's there's coaches and camps throughout the United States, like everywhere, where the coaches have been coaching champs. So, hypothetically, if Ronda had gone to like Team Alpha Male or somewhere else where they have bred successful fighters for a long time. And then, you know, she leaves because she loses and she wants to change. She's not going to feel like I'm ruining this entire camp because I'm their only one. That should never be the thought of the fighter. You should just think about yourself. Mm, I so agree when she's, with that, you know yeah. what I mean. So she's leaving. If she, you know, if she leaves Edmund, she's left with the guilt of like, well, all he has was me. Well, that's wrong. That shouldn't feel that way. You should be able to leave the yeah, camp all, and be like, this crushing, is a camp.
1: All the crushing pressure on Rhonda's shoulders now. She has to worry about exactly. getting coaching exactly. that she seems that she deems fit for her. I, you know, I agree because clearly, like, you know a lot more about specific. Coaching camps and like her specific coach than I do, yeah. um, but I understand people and how you know your life and career works, and that it's not always easy to make a decision just based on what's good for your career.
0: Absolutely, but it's there's not, a lot of other things. It's Not easy.
1: Um, I think, well, because you're saying it, hmm. you know, if she switched coaches, do you think it would be like what are the what are the chances of her physically getting better? Fighter wise,
0: thousand percent, a thousand, thousand percent, thousand percent. She's not been taught professional kickboxing, mm. muay thai, boxing, literally any of the stand up skills, specifically from a fucking trained professional. No. I'm sorry, there's just so many camps out there with coaches who who have literally like developed fighters into boxers mm. in the M- in MMA, like given them a stand up game, like yeah. Damian Maya, okay. Mm. I'm actually blanking on where he trains, but I know for a fact that Damian Maya at one point was a jiu-jitsu powerhouse and all he did was choke motherfuckers out <laughs> until he realized the UFC was more than that. He wasn't just grappling. He needed to learn how to fucking punch and then he did yeah. and now he is an amazing fighter yeah. because he learned how to fucking stand up fight. Rousey, as much as she can knock someone out, has knocked people out, you know, has stood and you know, exchanged punches, that doesn't mean she's refined. Uh, as a stand-up fighter. And I think once she is, she's going to be so much more dangerous than she's ever been.
1: Um, How, like, okay, on a scale of, like, everybody, a lot of people, some people, just you, Mm -hmm. how many people do you think would agree with the statement that she should switch coaches? Like, how much is this being talked about right now?
0: You know, I'm a big, you know, fan of our MMA. I go there quite a bit. I've been going there for years. And it's, there's, for the most part, there's good discussions going on over there. And I would say it's 100% unanimous mm. in the Reddit MMA community that she should move camps. But that's a, that's a niche. That's a small group. So I would say you know 40% of the entire world who knows about this thinks she, she should switch camps. You know The other 60% is made up half of people who don't know what a camp is and half people who are like, no, you got your ass kicked. I went up to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the casual fans.
1: Well, I mean, if we were to weigh the pros and cons right now, she would would physically get better, which Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people agree with. Yeah. But she would – the biggest con, I think, is just that she would emotional. have to hurt somebody's feelings. Absolutely. It's
0: emotional. It's a big – it's or a big Or maybe, harm.
1: you know, devastate his life and career and livelihood, which, which is which, not something easy to sit
0: with. No, it's not. But it's so wrong that that's how it would go. That's so wrong to well, me. Well,
1: yeah, I, I, I might – But I it's might, a fact. You're right. Yeah, I, might, I might agree with you there and that, you know, it, when you are as important – I've. This is why I value Rhonda so much. I I view her as someone really important in the history of athletics. I think she's a really important person. I, I don't think anyone doesn't feel that Amen. way. Yeah. But, like, we need her to fulfill her potential as far as she can go. Because it, every single time that she does anything, it, like, is just busting down doors. It is breaking Makes through ways. ceilings for people. Absolutely. Like, we need her. To go as far as she can professionally, yeah. and
0: you're absolutely right. I
1: think that what she, you know, by staying with her coach for so long and being with him, she has done something so incredibly honorable and wonderful for him and their relationship together. But, it's but I think than that. I think if he's a mature adult, yep. he needs to realize that he probably will have a career for the rest right. of his life. Yeah, no. <laughs> and she, yeah. They, I think maybe they would need to have a frank and honest conversation that at this point. It's not just about him and Rhonda. It's about the fact that she kind of has a higher purpose right now to fulfill by by not training all of these things. Like, she's doing herself and the sport and, you know, just women's athletic history (laughs) a a disservice disservice by not, you know, pushing herself and her limits to as far as she wants.
0: Or the potential. Because she clearly wants to be
1: the best. She always has. She always will. You know, she, she will work as hard as she can to be the best, but there is something holding her back and it's not her work ethic or desire to learn.
0: Yeah. It's, it's emotional. Yeah. So. No, I, I agree. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, it's, it's true. It's, it's not, it's not the way I, that's
1: frustrating. I did. I was not aware of.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, rem- you remember that. him from her season of the ultimate fighter. Like he was starting fights with other coaches. Like he's, he's not the greatest guy. Like mm-hmm. he's not, he's not well liked either. Um, but unfortunately, he got his claws in with Rhonda early on. So they have this bond where she, you know, feels attached or, you know, you know, like she owes him something. When, when in reality, I mean, let's be honest here. The guy has a name just because of Rousey. Like nobody would give a fuck who Edmund Tarverdian was if, if she didn't train with him. Period.
1: Well, I mean, but think about coming up in your athletics when you have somebody, you know, a coach or someone that's really like Well it holds a special place in your heart. You're but never it's gonna... not even your heart. It might we don't know. It could be like such an integral part of her life and her job that she might not be able to really function without it. Well
0: him. here's okay, here's something. That's but that's how
1: big you're, that change is. No, might
0: you're be. right, you're right, you're right. I don't know what Rhonda is I don't know what she's thinking about when it comes to that what i what maybe what about this like what if she goes to Edmonds? like hey obviously we have a hole in our game we need to fix it what i'm going to do is i'm going to continue training with you 4 days a week the other 3 days or 2 days or whatever the fuck i'm going to go <laughs> learn some kickboxing that's not i'm going to go idea. learn some muay thai
1: i think that's a good solution he i mean he he is that kind of guy that might be a little butt hurt but like if she didn't want to get rid of him, that seems like a fair solution. I'm going to have, not a professional gonna, leading up fighter. to my
0: rematch, I'm going to fly <laughs> Mark <laughs> Delagrati out to California and I'm going to have him work on the mitts with me for six months while I also train with you. There, you know, you're, there's a middle. I mean, I'm just saying that's a possibility. Like people do that well, shit yeah, all the time. Maybe
1: it's not black and white. Maybe there are a lot maybe of solutions. Maybe it's not black here. and white.
0: Yeah. But, uh, no, you're absolutely – it's it's kind of scary how, how you're – like, things you're saying, you know, like, how she probably feels. Like, it might be all against the logical move, but it doesn't make it any less intense.
1: Well, yeah. I, well, think of any – like, anybody in a situation that's completely life-changing. Think, take, for example – totally unrelated, somebody that is going through a divorce or debating whether or not they should get a divorce, (coughs) you know, just because, you know, it's not right for your life. Like this person, you shouldn't be with them anymore. It doesn't make it any easier easier or less difficult to, you know, move on or make that giant step or change. Like I imagine the closest thing that I can come to comparing her relationship with her coach is like a divorce. Yeah. Like, you are with this person day in and day out. You rely on them. You're dependent on them and vice versa. Like, there's just so much codependence in terms of career, life, probably emotional support, all of those things you know that go into your life it would be a divorce and to tell somebody you know even if he was an abusive husband they're not married okay I'm making a fucking comparison but like even a person in an abusive relationship you can have the world telling you you need to leave but that it's much more complicated and and gray area than everyone else knows so I think this would be comparable to like somebody getting a divorce everyone being like just just switch coaches just leave him I imagine it is very difficult,
0: and that is just another reason why this is a career defining moment. I agree. Just another reason. There's a slew of reasons right now, and that is just another one of them. I know,
1: and I I think that she that uh, there might be some ways to not get rid of him to maybe have different coaches do different things to not cause that damage. Because in your life. I am not, I can't rule out the fact that if she, you know got rid of this person that's been there for her in so many ways that she could just emotionally crumble, which doesn't matter how in great shape you are anything. It does or anything. not matter. You, you're so right. If you emotionally crumble.
0: A person's a person. What, yeah.
1: what, what the fuck does it matter if you get no, great coaching? You can't right. fight. Yeah. I can't function.
0: All, all good points. I'm honestly very curious to see what happens. This is one of the few things that I've been very, very, very closely following and I'm going to until she steps foot back on that canvas because mm-hmm. this is just it's an intriguing thing. And it really is something that in twenty years we're all gonna look back on and say, Wow, that loss defined her. You know, she either completely overcame it or it ruined her, you know, and it's just it's that powerful of a moment. The 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 flux we're in right now with Rhonda. Like it's it's happening right now. The change that's gonna define what direction she goes. But um yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm, I would also just touch like gloves. touch <laughs> I would also just like to throw in the fact that I, it was really, really like nice to see Holly Holm win, and I think that she... She seems like a very nice to person. be a very nice person and that she worked her fucking ass yeah.
0: off. No, for sure. So
1: it was incredible to watch. And she, her was, win. she had
0: sportsmanship. She had respect. She gave nothing but props to Rhonda. I mean, yeah, you couldn't ask for a better champion.
1: Yeah, I think uh, if anything, it's wonderful to have a new female fucking MMA fighter to be a fan of. Yeah, you know,
0: absolutely. It's, absolutely.
1: You know, only good things. Yep can come out of that, as far as I'm concerned. As long as she doesn't, you know, blow a bunch of fucking cocaine up her nose and then hit people with their car. Yeah,
0: and that shit's not cheap. she (laughs) got to watch her credit with that. Better download the Credit Karma app. Probably. Because she's getting this cash now, and she's got to know how to make her credit score better from it. So she should text Jenna Julian to 89800 to get her link to her free Credit Karma app so she can start monitoring her credit score for free. And that's just me talking about Holly Holm. You guys, well, no, you should do the same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, Credit Karma, for sponsoring us.
1: Thank you, Credit Karma. Uh,
0: make sure to check them out, guys. And, and uh, thank
1: you, Marble, for being Marble, so cool. I want to hear what he has to contribute.
0: Can you put his mouth to the okay, mic? I want to hear.
1: Oh, good noise. Oh, struggle noises, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good contribution, Good buddy. God. Good boy. He said so nice and quiet.
1: So you just yeah. wanted to sit on my lap
0: and relax. Uh, well, thank you guys for hanging out uh, with the with us for this podcast, watching, listening. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and let us know your thoughts. In please the do.
0: Please, because please I know chime in.
1: Yeah, some of you guys are real big yeah. UFC fans. So.
0: Sonia, all you guys, hit mm-hmm. us up with those comments. I want to hear what you guys have to say. And um, we'll see you guys next week for another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe we'll have a, another dog.
1: Oh, Kermit. Room. Yeah, maybe Weechy. a little
0: Kermit. No, not Weege.
1: Thanks for being here, my boo.
0: Thanks for being here, bud. All right, we'll <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye.